Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. So on today's episode, I want to start by telling you how a head of lettuce changed my life. And I'm going to take you back to New Year's Day 2019. I needed to run some errands. And the parent association at my school had given us a holiday gift, and it was a gift card to a gas station to the teachers and the admins. And so on New Year's Day, I'm at the pump and I'm trying to get the gift card to work. And for whatever reason, the pin won't work and I'm all annoyed. And then I just, you know, paid with a credit card to pump the gas. And so a little while later, I went to Walmart and I got groceries and there's a long line and it's very busy and the cashier is just seems to be going slowly and I'm annoyed and then I get up there and I had bought 10 two liter bottles of Coke Zero and if you've read my about page you know that I'm addicted to Coke Zero but anyways so I have my 10 bottles of Coke Zero and she says well do you want these in bags and now I'm annoyed again and it's like of course I want them in bags and so I'm standing there and I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated I'm grumpy. But then behind me, I hear the cashier at the next register and he's standing there and he's talking to a coworker and he's talking about a head of lettuce. And this man, he's in his late thirties, the worker that's telling the story. And he's talking about a customer that he just dealt with that was really rude. And so this is what he said. He's talking to his coworker and he's like, I was ringing this guy out and I scanned the head of lettuce, weighed it and scanned it. And I dropped it and he made a really rude comment about me working at Walmart and something about me being incompetent. And I just told the guy, I'm like, look, I put out a hundred job applications. This is a job that I could get. And I just need to take care of my wife and daughter. And when I heard him saying that, as I'm standing there, that just stopped me in my tracks. And I had had a problem getting my gift card to work, to put gas. This is a gift. I had been annoyed about a gift card that was a gift from the parent association that wouldn't work to put gas in this dependable car that I own. And then I'm annoyed with the cashier, but I have a cart with groceries in it. There's, there's people in my community, much less all over the world who would love to have the money to go buy groceries. And I'm paying for that gas and for those groceries with the money that I get from a job that I love. And then later that day, it was New Year's Day, I was going to drive over to my dad's house, my 92-year-old father, and watch a football game with him, a bowl game. And it's like, I just stopped and I realized that I just have this complete lack of gratitude. And it was certainly situational on that day but it really opened my eyes to the fact that I needed to get my act together when it came to gratitude. And so overhearing the story about a head of lettuce changed my life because that day I started to get really intentional about gratitude. And four years later, I'm happier, more fulfilled, less negative, and more grateful for the things that I have and for the things that happen to me. And I think I was a pretty grateful person before that incident, but Maybe it was just kind of, again, situational when I would, something nice would happen and I would be grateful for it in the moment. But 
like I said, I got really intentional and it's made me a better leader, a better person, and I've been able to maintain that change for four years. And so on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, I'm going to teach you how gratitude can make you a happier person and a more effective leader. And also, I'm going to share three strategies with you that will help you be more intentional, excuse me, more intentional about practicing gratitude in your life every single day. So let's get started. And I want to start by talking quickly about the benefits of gratitude. And so I've linked an article in the show notes, and you can get those at the privateschoolleader.com slash episode 13. There is an article where there are 31 benefits to gratitude that are all backed by scientific research. And this author took over 40 research studies on gratitude and put them together into one article. And I'm just going to read them quickly. 31 benefits of gratitude, and these are backed by scientific research. So in general, happiness, and then they broke that into five categories. Emotional, more good feelings, more relaxed, more resilient, less envious, happier memories. Gratitude improves our social life. We become more social. We can have a healthier marriage or relationship with our partner. Kinder will be kinder. More friendships and deeper relationships. Gratitude can help our career. Better management skills. Improve networking. Goal achievement. Improve decision making. Increased productivity. Gratitude improves our health, improved sleep, sick less often, longer lifespan, increased energy, more exercise. And then finally, gratitude can help improve our personality and make us less materialistic, less self-centered, more optimistic, have increased self-esteem, and be a more spiritual person. So that is 31 benefits to gratitude that are backed by science. And if you like to dig deep on the research, as I said, I'll put those in the show notes and you can see that for yourself. But we're not going to talk about all 31. We're just going to talk about two things, how gratitude can make you a happier person and how gratitude can make you a more effective leader. So let's start with how gratitude can make you a happier person. I'm going to talk about how gratitude makes us feel good Gratitude reduces comparison thinking, and gratitude helps us bounce back from negative emotions more quickly. We're going to talk on those three things. All right, so gratitude makes us feel good. So according to gratitude researcher Robert Emmons, gratitude is, quote, just happiness that we recognize after the fact to have been caused by the kindness of others, unquote. Let me say that again. Happiness, excuse me, gratitude is just happiness that we recognize after the fact to have been caused by the kindness of others. So gratitude doesn't just make us happier, it is happiness in and of itself. And I know that that might be a little complicated, but the bottom line is, is that we are recognizing that it's caused by the kindness of others and that causes us to be happy. And so it's a cyclical thing. Research shows that only 20% of Americans rate gratitude as a positive and constructive emotion. So I thought that that was very strange. Only 20% of Americans rate gratitude as a positive and constructive emotion. But most researchers think that that number is so low 
because we idealize the illusion of self-sufficiency. So think about that. People that are like, oh, well, I don't, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, Whenever someone tries to show us a kindness, if we're self-sufficient, if we're the rugged individualist, if we've got it all covered, then we are less likely to accept kindnesses from other people. And therefore, researchers think that that's why Americans rate gratitude so lowly. But that being said, if in general, our perception of gratitude is not that great, then we're less likely to practice it. So we're often afraid to admit in our lives that luck or God or family members or friends or coworkers, um, other employees, and even strangers have and will continue to strongly influence our lives. And so there's that idealized illusion of self-sufficiency, and that might make us less likely to um, to be grateful or to um, put a high a high value on gratitude. But research shows that gratitude makes us feel good. Number two, gratitude reduces comparison thinking. Remember, we're talking about how gratitude can make you a happier person and make you a more effective leader. So gratitude reduces comparison thinking. A long time ago, I heard a quote, and I think about it a lot. And the quote is, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. I have no idea where that quote came from, but if you think about it in this age of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what you're seeing when you look at other people's feeds, other people's posts, those are curated photos of people's best moments. It is not reality, but we compare ourselves to that. We wish for that vacation or that wedding or that fun lifestyle, or that really cool home decor, or that new car, or whatever. And I've done it myself. I've gotten really deep into comparison thinking. I remember when I was a young leader and we had a smaller school, and we would compete with other schools that had a really nice facility and had um, a a big enrollment. Um, I'm wondering if you've ever had that comparison thinking when it comes to your school and maybe other private schools in your area with more bells and whistles. Um, But when we are intentionally grateful for the things that we have, we tend to be less jealous of others. And so again, gratitude reduces comparison thinking. Comparison is the thief of joy and that social media is curated and it's not reality. Now, I will say a small bit of jealousy or envy directed at the right target is motivating. It can encourage us to work harder and try to achieve the things that we envy in others, but most of us have a hard time using only a small bit of envy. So gratitude reduces comparison thinking, and that will make us more happy. And then number three, gratitude helps us bounce back from negative emotions more quickly. So as private school leaders, let's face it, it's easy to get down. We have negative emotions that come at us. We feel lonely. A parent meeting that we thought was going to go well goes sideways. We have family issues, financial struggles. Maybe an elderly parent is sick. And there are so many things at school and and often things outside of school that cause us to feel negative emotionally. And sometimes we just get overwhelmed. Well, there are actually three different studies that show people that have more gratitude have a more proactive coping style and are more likely to have and seek out social support in times of need, 
are less likely to develop PTSD and are more likely to grow in times of stress. So the bottom line here is that resiliency, bouncing back from negative emotions and from stress, that people who are more grateful, who have a gratitude practice, that they are more likely to bounce back more quickly and seek out social support in times of need. So the three ways that gratitude can make us a happier person. Number one, gratitude makes us feel good. Number two, gratitude reduces comparison thinking. And number three, gratitude helps us bounce back. And now I want to move on to talk about how gratitude can make you a more effective leader. So here we're going to talk about three things that are ways that gratitude can make you an effective leader, more effective leader. Number one, your employees will want to be led by you. Number two, you'll be better at giving praise and saying thank you. And number three, you will create a better culture at your school. So first of all, your employees will want to be led by you. There's a article um, that I will link in the show notes. It's EWF International is the name of the organization. And they have some studies that they list. And studies found that leaders who express appreciation are more influential, more respected, and happier. And in a glass door survey, 81% of employees said they would work harder for a grateful boss. So let me say that again. 81% of employees say that they would work harder for a grateful boss. And I want you to think about your own experience as an employee going all the way back to your first job, the job you had in college, um, maybe early on in your career as an educator and as a private school leader. Think about some of the bosses that you've had and hopefully some of them um, expressed gratitude. And the research says that we are much more likely to work harder with a good attitude for a grateful boss. Number two, you will be better at giving praise and saying thank you. Best of all, positive recognition is contagious. And let's face it, if we are more inclined to be intentional about giving specific meaningful praise and saying thank you when someone does something for us, then others are going to do the same because we as leaders are setting that example for our staff. There are three different research, research studies that show a simple thank you has the power to motivate pro-social behavior. Probably way more than three, but there's three in the article that I mentioned. So timely, sincere, specific, behavior-focused praise is often much more powerful way of influencing change than criticism. And criticism has its place, um, feedback, and, you know, constructive criticism, but timely, this is the kind of um, praise that we're going to give, timely, sincere, specific, and behavior focused. So it's less about the person and more about what they did and just praising them and, and saying how much you appreciate that. And then also it's important to praise the unsung heroes in our school. And so you know who the unsung heroes are. Um, they're the maintenance team, the kitchen staff, the office staff, the bus drivers, and of course your teachers too. But um, just again, um, and, and we're going to get to how to give that praise and how to show gratitude um, to those individuals. But again, praising unsung heroes and not forgetting about them in your school. And then number three, 
Um, this is how three ways that you will be a more effective leader if you intentionally practice gratitude. Number three, you will create a better culture at your school. So gratitude has been shown to increase self-esteem and to reduce insecurity. And so being more secure leads to a more authentic you, more authenticity. And we know that that's what our teachers are craving is an authentic leader. And being intentional about being grateful and expressing that gratitude will increase your emotional intelligence. So again, this is like a cycle. If you are intentional about gratitude, your self-esteem increases, your insecurity decreases, your authenticity increases, and your emotional intelligence increases. So more authenticity, more displays of gratitude, higher emotional intelligence from you as the school leader will improve your school culture. So how are we going to become a more effective leader? By practicing intentional gratitude, number one, your employees will want to be led by you. Number two, better at giving praise and saying thank you. And number three, you will create a better culture at your school. So just before we get into three ways to be more intentional about gratitude in our lives, I just want to take a moment and answer the question, why is it so hard to consistently be grateful for things? in our lives. Why is that so hard? And here's the thing. You and I are probably the same in this in this mindset. It's like I really am a grateful person. I think I am, and I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person. I'm not an ungrateful ungrateful entitled narcissist. Pretty sure I don't I don't think I am. You're not an ungrateful entitled narcissist. So, why is it so hard to be intentionally grateful about the things in my life? Well, there's actually a phenomenon known as hedonic adaptation, and it's also known as the hedonic treadmill. And this is what makes it so difficult. Hedonic adaptation is an adaption level phenomenon which is a term that describes how humans become insensitive to new stimuli and quickly readjust to an emotional baseline. So we all have an emotional baseline. And so here's my point. If people who win the lottery, they are so excited and so happy, but pretty quickly they kind of return to their baseline of emotional happiness. And then on the converse, someone who is in a car accident and maybe they're paralyzed from the waist down, traumatic and the rehab and all of those kinds of things, the negative emotions surrounding that. But in not that long of a a period of time, they return to the baseline of emotions. Hedonic adaptation is the reason why when there's a stimuli in our lives, good or bad, that in a short order, we quickly readjust to our emotional baseline. So you bought a home, you got married, your baby was born, you started an awesome new job, um, something great happened in your life or something bad happened in your life. But especially for those good things, how long did that feeling of elation last? And it's because we have busy lives. It's because we have a lot of things that distract us, but it's also because of hedonic adaptation. And so if there's a psychological phenomenon that exists that is getting us to readjust to our emotional baseline, then we need to be intentional about doing something that will make us more grateful on a regular basis. And so that's where we come to the three strategies to be more grateful. And so they are, number one, put on your gratitude glasses. 
Number two, start a weekly gratitude practice. And number three, thank someone once a week. All right, let's talk about number one, putting on your gratitude glasses. So I wear glasses, I'm nearsighted. Um, and when I put on my glasses, all of a sudden I can see, you know, way better. I would never drive without my glasses and that wouldn't be safe. And so, you know, if, even if you don't wear glasses, you've been to the eye doctor and you know, the feeling of the click when he says, or she says, try this is better a or better B and they click, click, click. And so, you know what it's like to have these glasses on that just immediately improve your vision. Well, I want to change your view of the world around you by having you put on your quote unquote gratitude glasses. I want you to change your mindset. And so start looking at things through the lens of what you actually have to be thankful for in life. And that list is pretty long. Um, you know, the, the family and the health and the home and the job and the car and children, if you have them, and other relationships, and just, uh, it's an incredibly long list of the things that we have to be thankful for. And another way to change your mindset, this is something that I did, started to do um, several years ago, and I started changing have to to get to. So I'd be cutting the grass, and I'd be like, oh man, I have to cut the grass, and hate doing that, but then I switched it in my head to, I get to cut the grass. And I literally am thinking about while I'm cutting the grass, that I'm a homeowner and that there's probably a large percentage of people in this world who would give anything to own property, to own their own home and uh, get to cut the grass. Um, I have to go to the grocery store and go shopping or I get to go to the grocery store because I'm blessed enough to have money to buy food because I have a good job. I have to go to this evening parent event and I really don't feel like it. Well, that's legitimate, but I get to go because I have a really good job and this is an opportunity to communicate with parents and to, um, you know, make that, um, to lubricate that machine of communicating with parents, the parent school relationship. So I want to pause for a second. I'm not talking about toxic positivity here where everything is great all the time and you ignore when bad things happen. And you know, we're, we don't want toxic positivity. We have to acknowledge when things suck. Life is full of hard things, but life is also full of amazing things. But I think our default is to be negative. So we are going to put on our gratitude glasses. And number two, our second strategy is a weekly gratitude practice. So I want to tell you about something that I do every Monday morning on my drive to work is, is that as I'm driving, I just say to myself in my head or sometimes say it out loud, I just start listing all the things that I'm grateful for in my life. That's how I start my week. So I might, I talk about my wife and how she's amazing and her um, she's healthy and my daughters and their health and that they're amazing and that they're all three are college graduates and that they're strong young women and strong leaders and my job that I love and money from that job to pay the bills and I'm a homeowner and I own two dependable cars and we get to take a family vacation once a year and our financial needs have always been met and sometimes at the last minute but you know when the hot water heater rusts out on the bottom and needs to be replaced or there's an unexpected car repair. 
all of those things I literally just go through and on my drive to work on Monday, it takes about 30, 35 minutes. So probably about 20 minutes of that drive. I'm just listing out loud or in my head, all the things that I'm grateful for. I start my week with an intentional gratitude practice. So why do I do that? Well, one of the reasons is hedonic adaptation. Like I said, it decreases our, um, we become insensitive to new stimuli and quickly readjust to our emotional baseline. Well, here's the thing. I do it weekly because of something that happened about five or six years ago. So unexpectedly, um, my wife and I were given six, around 600, exactly $600 in cash, very unexpectedly. Um, and the reasons why doesn't matter, but it was just very unexpectedly about six years ago, we were given $600 in cash and we didn't know this, but in the next seven days, there were two unexpected car repairs, one on each of our vehicles. And the total was $597 for those two repairs. Now that was six years ago. And if I didn't give thanks for that financial need being met, every Monday morning. And I mentioned that one specifically when I'm saying my list of gratitude, things I'm grateful for. If I didn't think about that, how long ago would I have forgotten about that? Probably about a month or two months after it happened. And so I do the gratitude practice so that I don't forget. And maybe you would prefer to do a journal that you do a gratitude journal. And if you decide to do a gratitude journal as you're weekly gratitude practice, that's great. Um, some people like to just start by doing a brain dump and just writing down everything that they're thankful for and then read it once a week. Um, but then they add to it a couple times a, a week. Or what some people do is, is that, um, you know how when you were a kid and your parent, or you, maybe you do this with your own kids, if you have children, um, you're like, well, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Okay. Well, at the end of the day, or maybe if you do your journaling in the morning, um, think about the day before, what was the best thing that happened today or the best thing that happened yesterday? And be specific. Don't just write in your journal, I appreciate my daughter. Write down, I really enjoyed baking chocolate chip cookies with my daughter. And don't just say, I'm thankful for my job. You write, I was able to make that teacher feel seen and heard when I stopped by her room today. Um, don't just say, I'm thankful for my spouse or partner right now, and I really enjoyed that 20-minute walk this evening. So again, be specific, the best thing that happened today. And so I just strongly encourage you to start a weekly gratitude practice. And whether it's something that you do once a week, maybe on your commute, or something that you do in a journal, um, you begin that weekly gratitude practice. And then finally and briefly, number three, thank one person each week. So that requires some intentional observation to notice, first of all, because when we're busy putting out fires all day, we don't always notice that there's things going on around us for which we should be thankful. And then to be specific and meaningful. And then that thank you happens either in person or digitally, or best of all, a handwritten post-it note that just appears on their desk. So it could be a maintenance staff worker. It could be a teacher where you get CC'd on this amazing proactive email that they sent to a student and you just reply, hey, fantastic email. Thank you for your communication and thanks for being a, an amazing teacher. Um, thanks for being a rock star, whatever. But if we, we are grateful people, we're not narcissists. We 
care, we have emotional intelligence, we're in schools, we're working with these children and with these teachers and with these parents and it's emotional work, but it's also busy and it's exhausting. If we are intentional about thanking one person a week, you might then maybe we can work up to a couple times a week or maybe even once a day. And if it's just top of mind, then we are going to be more inclined and more, uh, we will actually follow through more often with saying thank you to someone that deserves it, that should hear that. So what are the big takeaways from our episode today about gratitude? First of all, there are at least 31 benefits of gratitude that are backed by over 40 research studies. Two of those benefits are you will be a happier person and you'll be a more effective leader. You'll be a happier person because gratitude will help you feel good emotionally It will reduce comparison thinking, and it will help you bounce back more quickly from negative emotions. We talked about how gratitude will make you a more effective leader because 81% of employees work harder for a grateful boss. You will get better at giving specific praise, and you will create a better culture at your school. And it's difficult to express gratitude for everyday things because of hedonic adaptation, and that's an adaptation phenomenon which describes how humans become insensitive to new stimuli and quickly readjust to an emotional baseline. And so if that's the case, then maybe we need to be intentional with some strategies to be more grateful. And so the way we're going to do that is number one, put on your gratitude glasses, view everything through the lens of being thankful for people and material possessions, start thinking about how you get to do things instead of that you have to do things. Number two, start a weekly gratitude practice, perhaps a journal. Number three, thank someone once a week with specific and meaningful praise. And so I always like to give a call to action. And my call to action today is for you to start a gratitude practice, a weekly gratitude practice. It could be a journal. It could be something that you mentally list on your drive to school. Um, But four years ago, I got intentional about gratitude and it changed my life. And I want that same thing for you. So let's wrap it up. I hope that you got value from this episode. This podcast exists to help you thrive and not just survive as you serve the students and teachers at your school. And my goal is to take my 30 years of experience and I made a lot of mistakes and I just want you to learn from my mistakes. And I've created a free resource for you called the six things that every private school teacher wants from their leader. This guide is a six page PDF that could be a game changer for you at your school. And I guarantee that if you do these six things, the teachers at your school will be happy to follow you. And you can grab that free guide by going to the privateschoolleader.com slash guide. Also, you can grab the um, show notes for today's episode by going to the privateschoolleader.com slash episode 13. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. New episode comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Please connect with me on Instagram at the private school leader or Twitter at the PS leader. And if you got value from this episode, please share it with other leaders or aspiring leaders in your life. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say that I appreciate you and the amazing work that you're doing at your school. And thank you so much for taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I will see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.